most of you, when you think of trauma, you think of physical violence. You guys have been, uh, you know, having all sorts of experiences growing up. You've had violence. You've experienced and watched it happen. You've had it happen to you. You've done it to others, right? That's the big T trauma. But what about the little T traumas? What about the small T, the little insidious nature? I didn't even realize this. I didn't even remember. It's stuff that happens before you're even born. I'm going to ask you, what was your mother's experience like when she was carrying you? Did she know unequivocally that your dad was going to be there and there was a security? Did she feel secure and safe? Did you even have an invitation to exist? Do you even know why they had you? Why am I even asking that? As it turns out, that makes a huge difference in your life. And it's not even your fault. If there is, for example, uh, Emily D, she shared where before she was born, her mother lost a child, miscarried, and had a ton of grief, as any mother would. And then this baby that she was, was supposed to be the one that got her out of the grief, got mom out of the grief, right? But she was still grieving while she was carrying her. That energy, that life force energy impacts us through epigenetics. It impacts the child and it's not the mother's fault. It's not the child's fault. It's just the insidious nature of trauma that we can throw the word blame completely out the window here because nobody's to blame for that. It's just an unfortunate side effect of the trauma that we are responsible to look at. That's why we're having this conversation because it's a cycle. If we don't talk about it because of shame, oh, I don't want to feel like a bad parent. Oh, I don't want to blame my parents. They did the best they could. All of this shame around the narrative, we got to dispel the shame and the stigma and just tell the truth. Yeah, Tammy says mom wanted a girl or I was a rebound baby. That impacts you and you don't even know it's before you even had language. So what'll happen is there's this insidious felt sense in your body of a high pitched or a low pitched alarm in the background. And this low pitched alarm informs how you interact with other people and how you feel about yourself. If you had a super duper strict authoritarian religious upbringing. Maybe we've had people that were raised in cults that were isolated from other people and raised with the narrative that those were bad people. Those were the worldly people. Those were the bad people. What happens to the nervous system of that child through no fault of their own? It's just really shitty that it happens. And we are all at the effect of this. So this is where it all begins. So when I had to ask, how did this happen? I had to go way back when. And I discovered that when I was two, in a breathwork session, by the way, I didn't even know it. It was in breathwork where it came out. All of a sudden I see me, two memories come up. One, I'm a twin, my brother being born before me. How do I remember that? That came through in a breathwork session. And I remember screaming, oh my God, I don't wanna be alone. I don't wanna be alone. I don't wanna be alone. I start bawling. And then all of a sudden I go, holy crap, 
that explains every relationship that I've ever had. Think about that. That was in my body. And in that breath work, I was screaming. I regressed to that little child. This was part of my healing journey, by the way. And I screamed. I was like, I wake up. I'm like, oh, for sakes, no wonder I showed up in relationships the way that I do. How am I supposed to know that? I wasn't even consciously aware. That was the insidious nature of trauma in my body. It's not my mom's fault. It's not my brother's fault. It's nobody's fault. It was just there. And then at the age of two in Iran, my parents wanted to come to Canada and kind of explore immigrating. And then all of a sudden there's twins. One's really a piece of work, which is my brother. And the other one is more calmer, me. And my mom had to come to Canada to explore immigrating. She could only take one twin with her. Which one is she going to take and leave with grandma? She's going to take the more difficult one and leave me with grandma. Fine, I didn't know, but that's traumatizing to a child. That's a small T trauma. Abandonment trauma is deep within my system. And after I did this somatic level of work to break the cycle, when I was like, that's it, I got to become a cycle breaker. What do I got to do? What do I got to study? I took it on like getting a university degree. I've now quit chiropractic and now in enrolled in my somatic experiencing practitioner, learning how to become a trauma therapist. And I was like, I got to break this cycle. I got to become a cycle breaker. What does that take? I I started noticing these and it's just through the work that these insights would come up and be like, oh my gosh, that's why I chose who I did. That's why they answered the question, why did I have this pattern? Like, how did I get here? I was like, oh my gosh, of course. And that helped resolve so much shame. And I'm seeing you guys, um, I'm seeing you guys sharing your experiences. That's amazing. I, I really appreciate that. What I want you to do, by the way, which reminds me, as I'm sharing my story, this is very much part of your training, by the way. If you're listening with your body and you're not tuned out and not checked out and you're here, for sure, you're going to get parts of you triggered. Just like Amelia Jensen said, I was forced to immigrate away from grandpa, main caregiver, by my dad at age five. Boom. Through me sharing my story, that's the power of the container, Amelia's five-year-old just kicked in. Perfect. What I want you to do, just like that, I want you to listen because that's how this training is going to work. That's why just writing like crazy isn't going to give you the full experience. Being present is so that you can listen. Oh, my little five-year-old came up. Oh, my little, ten oh, shit. Boom, tears start coming out. That's my 10-year-old that you just told the story of my 10-year-old. What that's saying is your 10 year old wants connection with you. And that's part of the training. Becoming a cycle breaker is about learning how to greet our emotional flashbacks or triggers that pop up. It's part of your training. And you're not gonna master this with one training. It's impossible. It's like trying to get a black belt in karate. Did this work for me? No, 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 this is, this is a training. This is an identity. This is a practice. You get better and better with time. It's like learning to walk. So this is day one for all of us. <laughs> so really, I want you to think about this. How is my story and this experience of the separation trauma, the abandonment trauma that was deep in my body, 
this trauma that I wasn't even aware of that was deep in my body, how powerful it is in informing the women that I would choose to date. The people that the treatment, the experiences that I felt I was, you know, um, worthy of or not worthy of. It was all informed by stuff and it wasn't even my fault. That's why I'm saying this because it's not your fault either. It's in your body. And so how do you think I experienced when, when mom came back from Canada and then started the process of immigrating after three months of being separated from her at the age of two? I developed a defensive detachment with the feminine. On one hand, deeply wanting women and wanting connection, but not trusting. So how would I show up? I would find wounded birds that would never leave, that I could fix because I could dominate and then not have to deal with that abandonment. And one's not enough. I have to have four or five on the side because if one emotionally detaches from me, then I'll feel abandoned. So I can't have that. So I got to have four or five. So when I say that I'm so grateful that I'm here, it's because I didn't think it was possible to trust myself. It's not that I had a problem meeting people, didn't have a problem meeting people. It's that I didn't trust myself. And I'm celebrating that I really trust myself now because I changed the narrative. So take a moment right now and write down and journal for the next 30 seconds to a minute what your biggest takeaway is in this conversation of small T trauma versus big T trauma.